What's poppin' fam? Welcome to Don't Touch My Mindset, a podcast that is designed to uplift, inspire, and motivate you, and most importantly, share tools to help you protect that mindset. I'm excited to be here. What's poppin'? Hello, fam. What's up? Happy Sunday. Yo, we are back with another pivotal moment. Yo, amazing story. Incredible woman. Super strong. Just completely inspiring. Honestly, really needs no introduction. <laughs> um, check the show notes. Follow the show on Instagram at DJ Chase or at Don't Touch My Mindset. I love you guys. Please, please, please check out the website. Check out the hoodie. Check out the community. We are doing some amazing things. Come rock with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for rocking with me. Thank you for rocking with us. Keep rocking with us. Amazing things are coming down the pipeline. I'm so excited. And go cop that ebook. Please go cop that ebook. If you need a quick guide on the pivot mindset, go cop that ebook. I love you guys. Let's dive. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am here with, I, I, I swear, I'm, I've been practicing this, Kada. Kada, yes. <laughs> Kada, hello. Miss Kada Lauren. Lauren or Lauren? Lauren. You got it right. First steps for that. Kata. You got it right the first there try. There you go. Yes. yes. Well, please, please tell everybody who you are, what you do, uh, what's going on, why you came on the show, and um, let's get rocking. So my name is Kata Lauren. I am a, uh, I'm a lot of things, you know, um, I'm a multifaceted individual. I started out um, in the music scene as a songwriter and modeling and stuff like that. And as I progressed, it's gone into more heartfelt um, inspirational messages. I'm an author. Um, and just a champion for women. That's what I aspire to be is a champion for women and men and men as well. Um, just trying to lift up the space um, that I take up, especially in the social media world. Um, and the, I don't like the term influencer, but when you have large platforms, you are an influencer. And a really important thought that I had this maybe two years ago going into a year ago um, was what are you influencing? And that um, that kind of changed the dynamic and the direction of which I, of where I was walking with what I wanted my life's work to be and what I wanted to represent. And um, so that's been interesting watching that culminate and come to fruition and evolve in the way that it has um, truly aligning with who I was always meant to be. So, which is completely opposite from who I thought I wanted to be, which is really interesting and cool. So, yeah. Yo, I, I love that. And I'm super excited to hear more about that. Um, quick question. If you take away all of the ex- successes, the titles, the failures, the trials, the tribulations, 
Who is Kada? And why are you here? Kada is a warrior. Um, damn it, you're gonna make me cry, like, first thing off, right? Um, <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> I grew up... Um, you know, with, in, in not the best circumstances. And just sheer defiance and rebellion pushed me forward um, into not just attaining, but becoming the most full version of myself, uh, the most unapologetic version of myself. Um, that's really a loaded question because it depends on the day who I am, you know? Uh, there's so many parts of me that I think that women are, are kind of boxed in, and I think men are boxed in too, but I only have my own experience as a woman to speak for. And it's like, you can be pretty, but you can't be smart, or you can be funny, but you can't be this, or you can be successful, but you have to do it this way. And, and I'm just like, I don't like your rules and I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. And uh, the goal has always been to just prove it wrong. Like they tell me I can't do something and I'm like, I think I can. I think, I think I can do it, you know? And sometimes I fail and it's cool because I tried. And a lot of times I don't fail. Um, it might take me longer than I, than I planned, but um, there's always so much growth in the process either way that um, I really grounded into really just enjoying becoming the next best version of myself. So who I am now, I might not be her a year from now. I'll take parts of her with me, but I'm not, um, I'm not bound to any version of myself and neither is anybody listening to this. You're not bound to any version of yourself. You can evolve and change and grow as life blooms around you. You know, I I love that, and that's such an important message. I was literally talking to my friend like two weeks ago, and he was like, "Jay, what do you think personal development is?" And I was like, mm, "I think it's a belief. I think it's a belief that you tap into. You believe that you are worth the time, effort, and energy to put forth becoming the best version of yourself while shedding the things that do not serve you anymore." And that could be personalities or ways that other people see you and the way that other people value you. You can't take that with you when you're developing. So I really love it, what you said there. Um, but you you went, you went straight to childhood as in uh, someone who grew up defiance and rebellion. And I really like that. And it sparked a question. But if your childhood was a smell, what would it be? Not a good one. <laughs> Like, so <laughs> I grew up, and this is like just a, a direct line in. My my um, early years were pretty back and forth between my very dysfunctional parents. Then I ended up in the foster care system. And um, because I had really complex PTSD, I acted out a lot. Uh, and they just didn't know what to do with me. I was in, in and out of juvenile hall and eventually went into the California Youth Authority, which is like prison for kids. It's gladiator, it's gladiator school, you know? <laughs> so that's where I was raised. And it had the very hospital smell, like a very stale air, um, no ventilation type of smell, like too many people in one living quarters smell. Um, so, 
I don't like, I don't like that memory. <laughs> I don't like that smell recall. <laughs> Today it would smell like grass and oak and, uh, and whatever candle I'm burning right now, I think it's like a mahogany something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like to smell wood. Mm -hmm. Teak, so. teak wood mahogany. That's my shit right there. So good. You know, so I, good. I bathe in that yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> it can be pungent. But I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I want to walk around smelling like it. But I like uh, when I walk in my house that it smells warm and sweet, and um, because those are the senses that I like. I like warm and sweet. Mm, I like that. I like that. Well, I just wanted to pick your brain, get to know you a little bit better. Um, but you're here to talk about that pivotal moment a pivotal moment in your life where you had to make a decision where you decided that you wanted better you know whatever that means to you what does pivotal moment even mean to you so and i think i discussed this with you before um i have had so many pivotal moments that like i could i could rename myself pivot and everybody who knew me would understand what that means <laughs> i've just always been on this trail um of like seeking just seeking um what my soul wanted and getting lost in distractions and getting lost in what I thought I wanted and getting like, there were been so many beautiful detours um, where I ended up in a place that was extremely painful and um, pain is a great teacher. Pain is an amazing teacher, the best teacher. I'm so grateful um, for the knowledge that comes with that, but it's not um, a funny experience, but uh, I could, tell you a million pivotal moments but I think the one that I want to share was this last one because it's kind of the transition into um who I am today which is uh the most authentic version of myself that I have ever been um so I had been in the music industry for quite some time as a songwriter as an artist as well and um at at the time I had gone to rehab in 2015 for a heroin and uh, and meth addiction. I was an IV user and I got clean. And um, when I got clean, um, it was kind of like that was all that I could focus on at the time. So everything kind of slowed down. And I had been in the industry before and was using and kind of like blew up my life a few times, you know. And rightly so. Like I didn't know that I couldn't hide everything that I had been through. I couldn't just put on a mask and show up as this version of myself that was okay, even after everything that I had been through, like it bled out and um, I couldn't fake it till I made it. And I kind of had to blow everything up in order to get a grasp on like what I needed to feel, what I needed to heal. Um, and of course, step into the next version of myself, you know, the Phoenix rising from the ashes. I don't know how many times I've burned myself down and every single time I've come back uh, an entirely new version of myself and shed old skin. And um, they've been extremely tumultuous processes, but um, I had about three years of recovery and then I ended up starting to drink again. And it wasn't really a problem for me, which was, you know, kind of tricky uh, because I could do it very normally. So I'm like, maybe I'm not maybe I'm not an addict, you know? Um, and it wasn't until two years later that 
I got knocked upside the head. And I always like to say that God gives me warnings in threes. And I had gotten my two warning shots. And uh, this is actually the first place that I've shared this. Um, I had one of my situations end and I was kind of like in a financial situation I hadn't been in before or like hadn't been in a long time. Like whenever money gets messed up for me, I go into survival mode because that's all I know. And so um, stripping, dancing was a part of my story when I was, you know, out. And so I ended up in survival mode going back to the strip club. And this is where, um, this is at a point in my life when you would think that I would know better and that this wouldn't even be an option for me. Like I had grown so far past this, but let me tell you, survival mode is overpowering. And when you get into a place where you think it's this or die, um, you're gonna make the decision that keeps you moving forward because you think it's the only one that you have. Um, and your brain does this weird thing and tricks you into thinking like immediate, like you have to do something now. And that was what I knew, um, you know? So I was, in an, I was back in the strip club and I was selling Coke in the strip club and I, got caught up in a sting and I walked out all the lights went on there were uh, <laughs> there were agents everywhere I got arrested I'm like this isn't happening what is hap like what is happening like I haven't been in jail in seven years you know um, since before I had got sober the first time and I just couldn't I just kept saying like this isn't real. Is this really fucking happening to me? And um, I get into booking. They had like tacked multiple extra things onto my uh, onto my charges, so I couldn't get bailed out right away. I was like one hundred eighty thousand dollars of bail, so it would have been eighteen k to get me out. Um, one of my best friends, Kaylee, she got me a lawyer, and uh, the only fucking book I could find was the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And as I'm in this situation, you know, I've always had my relationship with God. And uh, I always say that God never leaves you, but sometimes you shut the door on him. Sometimes you say, you're not moving fast enough for me, so I'm going to take this into my own hands and I'm going to do what I always did because I know that it works even though deep deep down in my spirit i know that you have never left me and you have never failed me and you've carried me and every time i've trusted you you've you've moved mountains um but because i didn't trust you i took it into my own hands and uh this was the result and it was kind of like a not just a wake-up call it was like a and uh, there's not even a word for what it was. Um, because the fact that I could be in this situation and nobody around me even had a clue that I was struggling, I have pretended so well that when my friend got the phone call, it was like, uh, what do you mean? Like, what, what do you mean this is happening? I ended up getting bailed out um, once they dropped my bail down to like 90K. <laughs> and 
so nine grand to get me out. And uh, I was in prayer that whole time. It was 11 days. And I was like, just show me what you need me to do. Because I am very aware at this point that I have completely lost control of this. I thought I had it. The moment you think you have it, that's the moment it's got you. Um, and uh, in the there, my court date was like two days. It was, I got out Saturday night. Um, it was a Sunday and I was supposed to go to court on Monday. I had um, three felony sales charges, um, looking at 15 years. I don't know um, what people believe, but I know what was happening for me in that moment. And I had recently bought this book called um, A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. And it is based in like, of course, in miracles. And uh, I'd always been drawn to um, to that type of content, to that type of spiritual work. And it fell off my shelf when I walked into my door. And I just buried my face in it for the night. I had it with me when I went to court that day and I was just keeping my mind aligned with with God, I was like, I know that, that that time isn't what you would have me do, so just protect me, please. And I'm like, just reading this book, like, please have some tips in here for how to like somehow bend reality to my will so I don't go to fucking prison because what the fuck was I even thinking? Like, I wasn't in my right mind. Um, and I go in and uh, the judge offers um, a five-year suspended uh suspended sentence with three years probation and time served. What? And, three uh, felonies? What? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Three sales charges, yeah. And uh, part of it probably had to do with the fact that I had a really good lawyer. And trust me, I've not had a good lawyer before <laughs> and it did not work out well for me. <laughs> Um, and they also had tied my case with somebody else's. They're like, if you guys both uh, plead guilty, we'll drop two of the charges, you'll have one of the charges, you'll have a five-year joint suspension, but do three years on probation and you're off scot-free. And I was like, and my lawyer looked at me, he said, take it and run. I was like, I was gonna, <laughs> like, it doesn't get better yeah. than that, you know? I was like, I'm not stupid. Um, but yeah, I, um, and it was from that moment, I was like, all right, this sober, sober is what we have to do. So of course my time started over. Um, and then I, I was, I continued to walk through chasing relentlessly this dream of being in the music industry and like working with these really amazing artists, like some of the most talented people you've ever fucking met in your life, like sharing a room with them was just astounding to me because I'm some little gutter kid, grew up in foster Bro. care. I just got out of jail. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, life is so fucking weird. You know, like the next day, right. the next week, whatever, I'm in this room with this, like, I'm not gonna name drop, but like, you know what I mean? There's just, it was so curious to me so I'm like, all right, this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, and so I keep walking, keep walking. Everything gets shut down because of COVID. And it was like, my life took off. Like everything started blowing up and it's because I was in alignment, I was sober. I was like doing everything that I needed to do. And 
the hard work that I had put in, even if I was fucking up a little bit on the side, like I was still working, I wasn't doing nothing, you know? And it was starting to move. And then it started to move a little too fast. And I started to lose my footing and everything. And I started to play a character. Um, my Instagram was blowing up and um, there was this pressure on me to be this physical entity and to keep my mouth closed. Um, there was pressure to become something that I wasn't, that I had no desire to be. Not from anybody that I knew, just from the, like, the way my mind was set up at the time was like, this is what's working, so this is what I should do. And um, it got to the point where I had, like, the worst body dysmorphia. Like, I couldn't even look at myself. Like, there was... There was so much shit that was going on that was going into maintaining this persona that actually didn't exist. Um, I had created this character um, thinking that if I could just use this character to get me to the next place, that I could dissolve her and then I could step in, but it's not that simple. You can't, you can't just do that. So I came to, it came to, uh, it was November um, of 2020. And I remember I woke up and I'm living the dream life, you know? Like, I'm whipping my bends, I'm in the Skyline apartment, all the windows, is, all the walls are windows. Like, I'm, I'm doing, I'm in these rooms with these big people, like, I got money, like, I got all this shit. It, like, it just looks so fancy, right? From the outside, it's enviable. And I wanted to fucking die. And I do not say that lightly because with everything external that looked real, real pretty, I had left my essence behind. I had let my soul sit beside me as I walked into this character that was not true to who I was mm. and was not walking out and sharing my true gifts with the world. And when you don't use your God-given gifts, it will eat you alive. It will literally rot you from the inside out. You cannot go about this world playing it safe and staying within these lines and not believing in yourself, not, not having faith and trusting that the things within you were given to you for a reason. These things were given to you for a reason. And even if it takes a grand act of, oh, I gotta tell you what I did, because, <laughs> listen, if this isn't me as a person, if this tells you anything about me, this is what happened. I realized I wasn't happy. I realized that I got everything that I wanted, thought I wanted, mm -hmm. and I was the most miserable I had ever been in my life. And I was reading the Tao at the time. And uh, a lot of people have heard of Taoism, um, and there was this passage that stuck with me and it said for the one that wants everything he must first give everything up and uh at this point i was just a hope and a prayer um that was that was kind of what carried me through um and i said i gotta get out of here and i was like I don't have to be here. I don't, I'm like looking around at my place. I'm like, why am I even here? Why am I spending $3,000 a month for this stupid fucking apartment? Like, 
why am I buying these clothes? Like, why am I, I just, I just had like a complete shedding. Like, I don't have to do any of this. I can literally do whatever I want. And I'm choosing to do this. I don't wanna fucking do this. Fuck this, I'm done with this. And everybody's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not okay. This is fake. I don't like it. I thought it was what I wanted. I was wrong. And I'm willing to admit that I, I built up a life that I didn't fucking want. It looked really pretty from the outside. And at the end of the day, if I don't have peace, if I am not happy, if I don't have joy in my life, if I don't have strong, deep, authentic connections with people, um, then I, I don't want to do this, you know? So... I literally gave away everything that I owned. Um, I put a, a post on Facebook and I was like, hey, I got all this really expensive shit if you guys want it. And there was actually a family, because um, I'm in program, so a lot of my people on my feed are program. And it was a woman whose husband had committed suicide during COVID and had like six kids and lost her house and she had no furniture when she got in HUD or whatever, lost all of her stuff. And so somebody came over and picked up all my stuff, took it over to her house. I bought a ticket to Peru and I just fucking dipped. And I was like, I need to go figure out who I am. I need to go figure out who I am and what I want to do. And I remember as I decided to give all my things away, um, I said a prayer and everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy, which I totally get, you know, <laughs> I get it. But I knew what I was doing. My soul knew what I was doing. And it was an offering. I said, God, you can have all of this back because I know what you truly have for me is so much better. And this is an act of faith. And you told me that my act of faith was enough to move a mountain. So you can have all of this. Just bring me my soul back. Bring me my peace back. None of this stuff matters if I don't have that. You can have it all. And I left and I went and traveled around in, in uh, South America and I, took off all of my, took out my extensions, took off my fake nails, took off the fake lashes, stopped tanning, it was just all, all of the outward character attachments. <laughs> <laughs> and I really breathed in myself. Yes. I wrote yes. a book. Yes. Um, and I made a promise to myself that I would that I would only show up as the truest, most authentic version of myself. And the gift of that, it may not be received by everybody, right? But I get to receive myself. And like, I like to say to people, it's like, if you don't like it, you can go away. I have to be with me for the rest of my life. So I would rather like me than have you like me, you know? Um, and, What's crazy is, is it was when I took that act of faith, it did move mountains. And uh, I've been able to show up, even if sometimes in fear and, uh, and uncertainty of whether or not my message will be received or, or if I'm even walking the right way, you know, 
if it feels good to me inside my heart, inside my soul, if I believe it, if it comes through, then I share it. And um, there have been, there's just been an outpour of love for this version of myself that I, it honestly still shocks me um, because I'm gonna cry. Um, because this was the version of myself that nobody accepted when I was younger and that everybody told me, oh, that won't work. You have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. And um, as rebellious as I was, I still thought other people knew better than I did. And in a lot of things, people probably do. But when it comes to being myself, I'm the only one who knows how to do that. And it's really hard to fuck up being yourself. Once you really get it down, once you really sink deeply into it, once you really get comfortable in that skin, you trust it. It's hard to fuck up. So there's no worry that goes with it. Oh, what if the mask falls? What if people find out that I'm not who I'm pretending to be? Because when I was, you know, masquerading as somebody that I wasn't, um, that was always a constant fear. There was always imposter syndrome. I remember one time, or like having a problem with a song, they wanted me to recut it. And I was like, I don't want to recut it. And I was, and my friend was like, why? And I was like, because I'm afraid, I don't know, I feel like an imposter. She's like, who are you impostering as? You, you're the one that fucking sang this song. And I was like, I don't know why, you know? Um, but I, I think it also comes from that that deep, deep root of always, um, of being, you know, thrown away, being discarded, especially like growing up through the foster system. And there was so much healing and cleansing that was done during that trip. And even afterwards to this day, like my daily regimen is I wake up, sometimes my mind is grateful and nice and sometimes it's mean and when it's mean i'm like uh-uh like <laughs> we're literally in the best place we've ever been in our life our pocket's good our our mind is good like our house is you know like our house is in order like mental health is so good like this is the best place we've ever been and not for a second will i will i forget that and become ungrateful and uh i write three pages in my journal which is from a book called The Artist's Way. Have you read The Artist's Way? Yeah, it's a great book. <laughs> um, and then I meditate and I set some affirmations and I call in, um, I call in my source and I say, I deeply desire to join my will with your will today. And uh, I think a lot of people think, yeah, it's my favorite prayer. Mm. It just reminds me. And when I say that prayer, I feel I feel God called into me. It's a very physical sensation. And um, I, I think that people think that surrender is giving up. And um, to me, it's a very, very different act. And what surrender means to me is that I'm aligning my power with the highest power. And um, when I can align my power with the highest power, there's absolutely nothing in this world that I cannot do. Um, so it's a daily act for me to remember that I'm co-creating. Such a brilliant, wonderful experience, co-creating. And I always joke, I'm like, you can't co-create without the co-creator, you know? <laughs> you can't. 
Like, <laughs> you can create some cool shit as a human, you know, but like the one that created the mountains and the sky and stuff, like they're totally down to create with you, mm. you know? And when they start moving shit around, mm. it's like, whoa, you know, it's so <laughs> fucking cool. You just like look at look at what is done with like this childlike glee and wonder. And you're just like, oh man, I remember when I used to try to do this shit myself, like, <laughs> you know, just making a mess of everything. And, and uh, I always have this vision of uh, my creator just looking at me like I'm a toddler, like, what are you doing? Oh, that's so cute. Here, do you, would you like some help? You know, like how you sort of, the kid tries to pour your own juice and is just spilling it all over the place. And you're like, can I help? Can I help you with that? Or would you like to? You want to do it on your own? Is that okay? Like, and I really do look at like my source is always looking at me like that. He's like, you got this? Are you sure? You know? Or I'm like, nah, I don't got it. I don't got it. No. You, you, you help. Thank you. And, um, honestly, like that. That contributes to like 95% of my ease that I have in my life today because I used to be such a control freak. I'm a Virgo. <laughs> you just like to touch shit, you know what I mean? Like everything's got to be the way that I thought it was going to be. And I used to just get myself in so much mess. And, uh, and now I'm just like, oh, that's a no? Okay, whatever, you know, all right, cool. I think you just get to this place of trust where, and I, I honestly did never think I would be at this point um, because it was hard for me um, before I had done a lot of nervous system rep reprogramming. And um, uh, yeah, if anybody struggles with like trauma or PTSD, uh, nervous, system, nervous system reprogramming techniques um, have literally changed my brain and the way that I work. And um, my first thought is not fear anymore. It used to always be fear. It was programmed to go to fear. Like, okay, what do I need to prevent mm -hmm. right now? Like, mm -hmm. cause I was always in survival mode and to get myself out of survival mode was a lot of fucking work. But now that I am in this space, man, I just, to hear the exhale, that, that was the full <laughs> sentence. That was, that was the full sentence was a fucking exhale. Like, oh man, uh, I just, uh, it's just so beautiful. It's beautiful. And um, just thinking about just the lotus, um, the most beautiful lotuses come from the dirtiest, thickest, thickest, murkiest, like grungiest water, like the thicker the mud, um, the more, more beautiful the lotus. And I just relate to that um, on so many levels. Mm. Yo, one, I, I see that in you too. Um, hand over heart for everything that you've been through and where you're headed, absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're so welcome. I'm grateful for you, your story, the courage, your strength, um, the willingness to just share that. Because it's like you said, this is the first place you shared that. Um, thank you. I'm honored. Honestly, a little speechless too. I don't, I don't quite get there. So <laughs> you don't quite get where speechless. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um with the life that you're living now 
and everything that you've been through, everything that you just went through, I mean, in what, in the past two years? You would say in the past two years? I covered a pretty two. broad span there, but with the yeah. moving to Peru and that whole switch within yeah. the last two years. Right. Yo, um, out of all of that, what is the scar that is the most impactful that reminds you of that? Is there any, when, when I say scar, I mean the wound that healed that we can look back on and reflect from now? I think it was my mother wound. Um, and I don't speak about her a lot because for one, she wishes not to be speaked about. And I, you know, I don't have a, any contact with her, um, but I was able to truly move into forgiveness um, in that situation that I have this line and it said, your mom and your daddy did the best with what they had, but they didn't have shit. So that explains that. And I think that giving grace and having compassion for their experience and understanding what contributed to my experience, like just generational trauma, um, I can have that and hold space for the fact fact that what happened to me was fucked up at the same time and I get to decide who I have in my life today um, and I get to make decisions from a place of what's best for me and that I trust myself to make the best decision for me and since I've come into that um, and knowing that both those things can be true at the same time like and that I don't have to carry it with me anymore. Um, that I'm not that little girl anymore, that I've healed her up, that she is so covered in love now. Um, and what happened to her was not okay. Um, but I, I, I do live my life in a way that protects her and that protects me. The, the grown version of myself. And I don't know if anybody else that's inner child work or whatever, but there are definitely different versions of you um, that are wherever trauma happened, like they're they're alive and well, they're living inside of you and they, they got some shit to say. And one thing that I would recommend for that is like automatic mm -hmm. writing. Like I remember this was like back in the beginning of my journey. It was like, ask, like get your pad and, get, get a pad and, and pencil and Ask five-year-old you to speak to you, what would she say? And I was like, this is dumb. Like, this is dumb. And then my mind was like contempt prior to investigation. And I was like, damn, got me, you know? It's always me keeping me in check over here, you know? And so I was like, all right, let me do this. And when I tell you, <laughs> she was loud. Like she had so much to yeah. say. And then just like starting in these processes where they seem really woo-woo. Um, and it's only because, you know, there is a healing work and anything that gets too off into the spiritual is is like labeled like crazy or stupid or any of this stuff listen <clears throat> i tried it the world's way and actually they didn't work you know and so <laughs> when, i feel like it's when you find yourself in a place of desperation uh and you're like you're willing to try anything you're willing to try anything. So you start trying these things and then they start fucking working. And you're like, oh my God, like, 
I should tell everybody, <laughs> like, you know, but like an evangelical, like, you have to know Jesus. Like, I don't, I'm not a Christian or not religious, but it's that same feeling of like, oh, I wish you could, I wish you could heal this the way, like, I wish you could be open to trying these different modalities. And not everything works same for everybody, but um, just honestly, the willingness to seek, um, modalities for self-healing is a really good start uh you know so i think a lot of um it took a lot of courage for me to be able to move past um the the trauma with my mother um and be able to forgive her and also stay so far away from that um, because I can't get what I need there. And what I've discovered is that um, going back to dry wells to get a drink of water is just like nonsense, right? It's it's literally the definition of insanity. And uh, I wasn't going to be able to find what I needed there. And going back there repeatedly not getting what I needed was just ripping me open again. So if I'm trying to heal myself up, I'm not going back to go get broken. Um, so that was probably the answer to the question that you asked. Yeah. Yo, thank you. Like, You're I, so welcome. Yo, like, I feel honored to be in your presence right now to just be witnessing you are the so truth. Sweet. Like, I love, you. I love what you do. And uh, when I told you, when I agreed to come on, this, this work is very important. And I think you're doing something really beautiful and really rare. And because of that, it and being able to occupy the space with you, it allows me to show up as a full version of myself and feel safe to be vulnerable. And, um, you know, the hope and the intention is that um, it allows others who have been through some similar things to feel seen, to feel heard, and to know that it's not how you start, it's how you finish. There is nothing you can't come back from. Um, I could hide all my scars. I could bury all my all my skeletons in my closet and take them to my grave, but that helps no one, not even me. And I used to think that I would make it out and I wouldn't tell anybody, you know, all these things. And I realized that they really were my gifts and they gave me all the gifts um, that I had to share with everyone else. And there's not a lot of mirrors that people can look in and see somebody that's been through the things that I've been through that can see somebody who looks like them. So I hope that I can be that for some of those that have gone through some of the things that I've been through. I'll be that mirror, I'll be that representation. You know, when you operate in your gift, the world will make room for you. I promise you. That's, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amen. Great. I love it. Are you getting all the vibes? Because I'm catching all the vibes over I here. I love it. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you. Yes. I'm sitting here. How's the heart? It's full. It's good. Full right now. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Um, so let's talk about the future self. Let's talk about that 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 version of you. Um. <laughs> yeah. So. I did a breathwork ceremony recently, um, and it's kind of like 
like a, it's like a ayahuasca ceremony without the ayahuasca like you go deep like it induces like dmt in your brain and a bunch of trauma release so it's part of the work that i do um and uh future me came down and past me was around too and past me was looking up just like i did her proud you know i did her so proud i did everything i said we were gonna do and future me was like you just wait <laughs> like we just scratching the surface like you oh i can't wait for you to see what we're doing because now that you're in alignment with what you're supposed to be fucking doing it's like a it's time sped up like all right we're we're here all right let's get to work and so if i were to have a conversation with future me i would tell her thank you i would tell her thank you because i i know what it took present me to get to this place from past me and i know that that work does not get easier as you move forward you just get better so for future me thank you bitch <laughs> thank you what like you did that yes. yes like you did that i'm so fucking proud of us thank you what and i really do speak to myself this way yes. this is not a performance like i really am uh I'm a champion for self because I had to be that. Um, and I hope that other people know mm -hmm. that too. Like, nobody's going to cheer for you. Like, you got to <laughs> cheer for you, man. It's always when you already on that mm -hmm. people want to say like, oh, I knew them when I really believed it. No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you were talking shit about me, you know? And it's fine because when people are walking out in their authenticity like it shines a light on anybody that's wearing a mask and it makes them real uncomfortable not my intention brody you know like i i'm not thinking about you when i am doing me i'm really just not i mean if if at all if i'm thinking of you i'm thinking how can i inspire what do i have to say that's valuable that can shift somebody's perspective in a way because the only reason why i've been able to um to evolve in the way that i have is because i have an incredible gift to look at the bright side of shit to look at something from a different perspective to get down eye level at things and say okay what does it look like over here and then go from a diagonal and be like all right what does it look like from over here and to find the best angle on what i'm looking at i mean like that's the one i want to that's the one i want to roll with everything can go wrong everything can go right I'm gonna plan for the one that's going right because it, it allows me to look for the opportunity. It allows me to operate in peace. It allows me to, to formulate a strategy around where I want to go next with the current hand that I have. Like, I can't change the cards, but if one of them motherfuckers is good, I'm playing that one all day. You know what I mean? So I have an incredible ability of turning shit into flowers and i i know that i can share that and that the world needs more of it so and 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 that when i first started making like the tiktok videos and stuff uh i didn't know i was just speaking directly from my heart and i was going against everything that i was doing before like it was completely up just a 180 like it was not what i was doing and i'm sure there were people like what the fuck is she doing? 
you know like isn't she a model or something like or is she just what is the fuck is she doing that's you know hmm. and uh and then that shit worked so <laughs> because it was always supposed to be that and i was always supposed to show up as her i just hadn't um i didn't believe in her yet i didn't believe in me yet and the moment that i did i got a little carrot you know and it was like oh you're on the right track keep going and i'm like are you sure yeah okay cool and so then i got a little bit a bigger carrot and then i was just like no this shit's working like i'm making a difference like if i could show you like my email you know what i mean uh, it's so strange to me but when i was sitting in a cell when i was 14 years old i remember praying and like i said i've always had a relationship with my higher power and you don't walk through hell as many times as I have and not look for God, you know? So um, I was like, I'm willing to go through this, but don't let it be in vain. Mm -hmm. Don't let it be in vain. Make this mean something. If I got to go through all this, I do not understand why this is happening to me. And I was a victim of circumstance, my environment and generational trauma. Like none of that shit should have ever happened to me, but it was supposed to happen to me because had it not, I wouldn't be this version of myself that I am now. But I remember saying that prayer, like, I'm willing, I'm willing to do all this. I mean, I don't really have a choice of being willing to, you know. Like, like, we God, here now, yes. we here now, let's go. The Virgo, the control, right? Controlling me was like, fine, I guess I'll live this life, but you better make it worth it, motherfucker. Right? You know? I my God, like, that's my homie, yes. so if anybody's yes. offended by that, that's, you know, it is neither here nor there, but that's how I speak. Like, um, and I was like, show me how to make this mean something because I don't want to have to do all this and have it be for naught. And it has not been for naught. And um, the incredible ability to, for one, go through just like, people counted me out so many times, you know? And I'm like, well, you're wrong. And they weren't wrong, they were right, but I just kept going and then proved them wrong, which is crazy, you know? But that's resilience for you. That's resilience. That's, that's the, the fact that we have to get back up. Ain't nobody gonna pick us up. Ain't nobody gonna come save us. What's the alternative, right? Like, Gary V said that, so I can't take that as my own because I give credit where credit's due. I remember he was like, what's the fucking alternative? And I was like, damn, like, that's, that's why I keep going because I, sometimes I'll get kicked down and I remember like, I'll stay down a little too long and then I'll be like, God, this is boring and doesn't seem like there's any fun happening here. Like I might as well get back up and keep trying. And what I realized after a while was staying down too long was undoing my progress that I had made. So I was like, we gotta do this faster. Like you're gonna get hit. You're gonna take L's, you're gonna have to take it on the chin and the faster you can get up, the more progress you'll be able to maintain. Because if you're down too long, you start going backwards a bit. You start losing some of the things you got when you were out there running. So, you know, being able to make your process of failure happen. Failure is inevitable. You, you're just, you're gonna break shit along right. the way. It's cool, that's how we learn. It's right. not really failure, it's just like that way didn't work, right? But when you get hung up on that, like as an end all be all, you, you're in the first quarter of your life. You got like 50 years left, you know, minimum. 
you know, like we're in the first quarter. Like you need to get up and get up fast, get up fast and carry on, you know, deal with it, process it. Don't bypass it. That's not what I'm saying. Like, but being able to create a process where you can deal with your shit quicker, move quicker, you know, move through the bullshit as fast as you can. I say, if you find yourself in hell, you don't want to stay there, you know, run, (laughs) do whatever you can to get yourself out of that position. And then on the opposite side of that, I think that sometimes when people get to a place where they're good, they want to take the gas off, you know, like, oh, we're going to cruise now. It's like, no, shit's working for you. Keep going. Like push. That's the time to push. Don't like let off the gas and coast. That's the time moving for you. Like keep fucking going. And, uh, you know, run that shit until the good luck runs out. Cause it's bound to, we got waves, you know? That's it. We're in seasons, always. We're always in seasons. Right now we up, right now, and then right now we down. But it's 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 always gonna come right back around. You know what I mean? Change happens every. It's like change happens every like ninety-one days. Yo, that shit's good. But your next high will should always be higher than your last, and your next low will never be as low as your last. Absolutely, it, I love that. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So okay. it looks like a stock graph, yeah, right? I... You go up, you go down a little, but it's still higher than your last low. It's not here, it's up here, down, up, and you're just, you're constantly yes. moving forward. You just have like a little cha-cha in between, mm. you know? Mm. Mm. Yes, absolutely. I always say that the definition of successful is maintaining your previous success, but repeating at greater levels maintain and repeat maintain and repeat that's the only way to be successful in what you're doing and to dominate and to triple down to quadruple down and just fucking put the gas yo you're yo this has been fucking fire yes so many people need to hear this because you're <laughs> so fucking right i love that shit love that shit yeah yo you got me fired up I'm, I'm... yeah it's just it's a it's a formula to be able to to create something really fucking beautiful. And uh, one thing about if there's somebody that comes from nothing, you know, coming from nothing can actually be a really beautiful thing because when you ain't got nothing to lose, you know, that's a dangerous place to be. I think that's the only reason why I succeeded. I was going to go for the loftiest shit because I was like, <laughs> if I fail, you know, yeah. whatever. Like <laughs> I was just saying, I was like, I like the struggle. I like it. I, I'm okay with it. I can thrive in the fuck. If you take everything away from me right now, I'm going to say, thank you, Lord, and get it right back. I can build and tear down. I've been doing that my entire life. Yeah, because it's this, the strength that you have from the, from the struggle. It's like, there's that meme that goes around. It's like, how come you're not worried about the economy? They're like, oh yeah, we're old poor. They're new poor. They don't know. They wouldn't know how to live with nothing. Like I could live with nothing with the, the that was actually part of Peru. It was like, I lived off of, I want to say like $1,500 a month. And that's with housing. I was flying everywhere. I was like, I was, I literally bought nothing. I was like, no, you're going to go back to the roots and you're going to remember what the fuck is important. Um, so that when you come back in, to this world that likes to take you out of yourself all the time and always trying to pull you out of yourself and pull you in this direction, pull you in that direction that you can ground in who you truly are and nothing else matters. Like no amount of money matters, no no, no partner, no this, no that, no opportunity. No opportunity will ever be 
if it's not aligned with your spirit, if it's not aligned with your authentic self, like it's not fucking worth it. You know, people think all things, all they say, uh, what's that thing? All money ain't good money. You know, all opportunities are not good opportunities. Sometimes the devil comes dressed as your fucking, you know, as your, as the thing you want the most mm-hmm. and it will just ruin you. Like it's, it takes a lot of discernment and like knowing, um, you're absolutely fucking right. What the mm-hmm. intention is and staying true to the intention. And as long as you can do that, you have your, your why, your intention, as long as it serves that, you're probably good, you know? Um, but man, it takes a lot of discipline and it's a daily practice and consistency over everything. Like showing up for yourself on a daily basis, taking that little bit of time to go center, to go tap in with whoever your higher power is um, and say, hey, what are we like? Let's get locked in because the way that I look at it is like, you are like I said, like a cell phone needs to plug into the wall. Like it's only got so much battery. And when you go, you meditate, you pray, you, you journal, you spend that quiet time with whoever it is that you pray to. It's like charging yourself up. It's you're sitting on a little charge port, you know, and you're like, fill me back up so I can go do this work. Yes. You know? So, yes, I, yeah. I always say your your partner, your parents, your friends, your family, all of them, they're the resource. The resource, they're not the source. They're not the source, they're the resource. Mm, I am a resource. Their assistance. Yes, yes, God, God flows through, but not God, you know? Mm. And it's, something that, uh, it's something that you said earlier that was like, yo, you, uh, you, you said, uh, you said, uh, it's about God coming towards you or we shut the door on God. And I was like, yo, because I, I always say that. Yeah, yeah I always say that. But I take one step towards God. He takes 10 towards me. Just waiting on me. Just waiting on me. And another thing is like, whenever I find myself in fear, it is because I have yet to factor God into my equation. Mm. That is the only t- like, once I feel fear, I'm like, oh, where's God? Oh, God, silly, silly girl, you know, like, silly girl. <laughs> I left God at the door waiting to be led into my experience. And the moment that I open the door and I invite my my source into my experience and say, oh, I, I know how you handle business. So you you got this? It's like, I got this. I'm like, okay, we're good. The fear dissipates um, and everything always works out. And maybe in the 11th hour, I may be biting away <laughs> at my nails, you know, like, <clears throat> <clears throat> Sir, yeah, have you seen the time? You know, um, because I'm human and I'm impatient. And but it's gotten to the point now, and I'm so blessed and so grateful to be at this point because I didn't know if I would ever get here. Um, where I have so much proof that my higher power walk work shit out for me. That as long as I stay in alignment and I show up and I do my part and I take aligned action, I can't. Faith without works is dead, right? So. I, I, this is something I did in a TikTok, but it's like, the, so you got to get in the fucking boat. The bo- you got to roll it first, you know, and then faith is like the wave that carries you to the island, the random wave that comes along and just delivers you there 10 times as fast. But you got to get in the boat. You can't just be like, do, 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 you know, like waiting on my miracle. No, like you'll get a line action. You can ask for guidance and be like, what is the 
the right moves, please make it abundantly clear to me what the next move is that I'm supposed to make. What uh, Help me to see this differently. Help me to see the opportunities everywhere I look. Help me align my vision with the highest purpose, with the highest truth, um, with the highest vision uh, for my life. That is what I want. I know that if my will is aligned with your will, then we're, we will be all right. So, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that, is yes. the daily, that is the daily practice for sure. Wow. Wow. Um, we, yo, this has been amazing. Um, I don't even got nothing else for you. I'm just, I'm sitting here like, take me to church. Let's go. <laughs> You're so silly. No, this has been amazing. And I'm so grateful. Um, and that I was able to, that I was able to hear you and uh, the work that you're doing here. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for believing in this and for believing in yourself. This is, um, this is gonna be great. And I speak that. so grateful for you and everything that you do all the light that you shine you know just even me just even me sitting here having this conversation with you just shows me how much healing i've done in my life because you're a mirror reflection of me and i'm a mirror reflection mm -hmm. of you and and mm -hmm. it's just it's truly beautiful exactly like yo yo i teared up i teared up during this yo this is this has been this has been this has been good Aww. I teared up too. I was like, damn, emotions. But I welcome them now. They're, they've earned their right to be yeah. here. Yes, I appreciate absolutely. you so much. Yeah, thank you. It was it was truly a pleasure. It was a gift. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Of course, I'm going to put it in the show notes, but I, I like the, and anything you got upcoming that you, shameless plug. So, sh all my plugs are shameless. Um, so, <laughs> oh, I have a book out. Uh, called gutter kid uh by kata lauren my my name is spelled k-e-t-a-l-o-r-e-n um you can find me under that um and instagram is i am kata music with the k at the end so i a m k e t a m u s i k um yeah and i have another book coming out soon um so you can find all this stuff in my bios and if you want to stay up to date with me you can subscribe to my mailing list as well uh email emailing list and yes. so um yeah yeah i love that thank you thank you thank of you course. thank you thank you I'm you're so sweet yeah.